הרועה את הנולד, תוכנית בנושא חינוך ילדים, עצות מעשיות להורים, יכולות הילד מול החברה. הרבה פעמים אבא אומר לבן משפט, אתה רואה? אתה יכול, רק אתה לא רוצה. אין לי ספק שאתה יכול, אבל אתה לא רוצה. איזה מין משפט זה? יש ילד בעולם שבאמת לא רוצה להתקדם? השגת יעד עם מילות עידוד. כאשר אנחנו מגיעים לנושא הזה של עידוד, של מילים טובות, פתאום אתה מגלה שמתקמצנים על המילים, לא מוכנים לתת אותם. התמודדות ההורים מול בעיות חינוך. הרבה פעמים מלווה אותנו המבוגרים איזושהי הרגשת תסכול. אני לא עשיתי עם עצמי משהו, אני לא ניצלתי את החיים שלי כמו שצריך, אבל אני משקיע את כל המשאבים בבן שלי. להוציא ממנו את מה שאני לא הוצאתי מעצמי. כיצד להשקיע נכון בחינוך? כמה לפנק ולהעניק? אני נפגש עם הורים שמהבחינה הגשמית מוכנים לתת לילד את הכל. קונים לו מה שהוא רוצה, מפנקים אותו, נותנים לו הכל. מתי ואיך להעניש? ואז אנחנו נוטים לזהות בילדים דברים לא טובים, והתכונות הלא טובות שאנחנו מזהים בילדים, אלו התכונות שאנחנו חושדים שקיימים בנו. על הכל סביב החינוך, בתוכנית הרועה את הנולד, עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. מרצה בכיר בנושא חינוך ילדים וייעוץ להורים. אנחנו, ההורים, רואים בילדים שלנו בעצם את דור ההמשך. אני רואה את הבן שלי, אני רואה את עצמי בקטן. הרועה את הנולד, יום רביעי, חמש בערב.
תוכנית הרואה את הנולד, עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. ריבונו של עולם, אני יודע שבית המקדוש השלישי אינו בנוי מיוונים הוא בנוי
all dear listeners, we're sorry for uh, the delay today, and uh, we are in another radio show of Haret Anolad, and uh, this is a live broadcast. Today is uh, June 25, 2014, and um, first of all, before we start, I would like to dedicate this radio show for Yaakov Naftali ben Rachel Dvora, Gilad Michael ben Batgalim, Ve'yal Yifrach ben Iris Shura. Shakadosh Baruch Hu Yachzirem, Leveitam, Bereim Ushlemim, Besimchat Kol Am Yisrael, Besimchat Amishpacha. Well, the listeners, um, today, I I was thinking a lot about which topic I have to speak um, in this radio show. And according to your questions and many, many letters and emails that I got all over the week, I see that there is one issue always raised up, and I see that comes again, again and again, and probably uh, despite uh, so many le- lectures that I've gave um, at this topic, perhaps people need it more. And I'm talking, of course, about the issue of discipline. Well, I would like to uh, explain today uh, the basis of discipline. And actually, what is the the beginning point of this issue and how we have to look at this issue? And I believe that if we shall understand some of basic things, I believe that all our perspective will totally change and it will help help us um, by two sides. The first is um, the inside of us that we should know what is discipline, actually. And in the other hand, we gain uh, the practical side of this thing. I mean, finally, our children will be disciplined, and I agree with you that. It's most easier to raise disciplined children. But first of all, dear listeners, let me to remind you our phone number for your text, and I recommending you to start sending your questions and your comments and uh, whatever you want to tell us from now. Our phone number for text is 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. And if you want to call us and you want to be on air live, you can call us at 718-683-5858. Well, um, at these days, you know that we're working on a new website, uh, 
And there are many, many articles that we already uh, put at this uh, website. Um, and I would like to read you one of the articles that I have wrote there. It will be the base of what we're going to speak today. Well, discipline has very heavy consequences on three basic issues of the life. The first one is the child's self-discipline. The second is the child's self-confidence. And the third is the child's ear at Shammai. In this article, we shall explain the direct impact of the discipline on the amount of the iracha mind of the child. A healthy iracha mind, not based on prizes and not on punishments either, but it's based on parental authority only. Let's extend this issue a little bit. Well, there are many ways and options to activate the child in a specific direction. For example, you threat him. If you don't finish your homework, you cannot go to your friend's home. Or you can simulate him by a prize. If you finish your homework, you get an ice cream or something like this. No matter how. I succeed to activate my child to do what I want him to do. But it's very clear that I'm not educating him. I'm just activating him. Because if he's doing what I ask just because of the punishment, then he or, or, or the prizes, no matter what, then he always focused And he's escaping from the punishment. And his mind, his mind is not available to give the proper attention to the value of his good deed. For example, making homework. That he's actually doing right now. The same thing when I simulate him to do something by prizes also when he makes his homework, his mind bothered by thought of the prize, and he cannot be focused in the value of his deed itself. That's why punishment never developed the child just like the prizes. Sometimes it seems that the prize or the punishment works well, but as we said, it's just an illusion because we focus only the child's external behavior made by our punishment or prizes. But we don't think for the long term. There surely, surely there is no real essential connection between the action makers to the action itself because of the reasons mentioned above. And we all agree that educationally, 
action. It's an action that makes an internal will by the child to be part of those values we try so hard to inherit him. While the only way to make the child doing good deeds and stay focused in its contain without any distractions is the discipline. The discipline actually, this is the middle way. Let's imagine that it's going like a bar. In the right side, we have the prizes. On the left side, we have the punishments. If we want to educate our children, we have to choose the middle way. The middle way is discipline. Means you have to do what I said just because I said it. Just because of the authority of this home. And the rules put down by the authority only. That's it. When a child internalized that he have not choice and he committed to the rules, not because of scaring of punishments and not because of expectation to prizes, then he starts to create a world perceptions of understanding that the word is not healthcare. He begins to know that the world has its honor. And that's the way he growing up. He doesn't know another world. There are rules and we must follow them. Because three points, we must, that's it. That's the word he's growing in, and there's no other option on his mind. Now, I would like to go on with this article to part B of it. Well, we all agree that the matter of Yerat is, first of all, the internalization that there are rules and there is a honor of this world. And the word is not Hefker, as we say it. There are rules made by Hashem. And they are committing all of the humankind on earth. When the discipline, when you discipline a child, and your child reaches to the age he's going out of his parents' control, he already got used to follow orders and keep the rules given by the authority all over his life. That's why it's very easy for him to understand that the world's authority on all the humankind is gosh. And he accepts Hashem as the leader of his life, as an obvious thing. Just the world, he know that's the world he knows since he born. A world that gives the authority very 
predominantly placed and always held in the air. When such man makes the mitzvot, he just feels he is doing his due. He doesn't make any favor to anyone. He is not expecting for prizes. And the Mishnah just says, It means you have to be like a slave that actually serves Lord without any meaning to get some prize or an income. And the fear of the punishment is almost not necessary for him, but sometimes in a special weakness moment which threats to make him sin. According to Chazal, <clears throat> according to Chazal, this is the ultimate Yeratcha mind when someone doing something just because he feeling that there is manhig labira, there is a lord of this world. In the other hand, a child who growing up in a home that the parents' world is not, and a parent's word is not committing him, but if his parents really angry or yelling at him, he actually growing up in a world which a word has not a value by itself. And he will never feel that there is an authority system, but he feels his parents just abuse him and force him to do some deeds just because they want him to do that. He doesn't like to do that, and he spends all his childhood in a thought about the Freedom Day, I call it, Freedom Day, the age that he will be out of his parents' control. So despite his good today's behavior, he's developing the discipline opposite every day. And he always feels abused by his parents, and he just waits for that freedom day. The very surprised conclusion is there can be a child who does everything you tell him and developing the total opposite of discipline every day. And as much as he is disciplined, he is undisciplined, actually. So what we can do to fix it up? Well, until here, this is a part of an article that I wrote, and I hope I read it good, on our new website. Now, dear listeners, when I'm standing in a crowd and I ask people, I give you the opportunity to choose the topic you want me to speak on. What topic you want me to speak? 90% of people say, I want you to speak about discipline. And I say, yes, you're right. It's a very important issue. But tell me, why did you choose precisely this subject? 
So they say because we can't take it anymore, it's too difficult for us to raise undisciplined children. It's uncomfortable. It makes us suffering. And then I say, yes, you're right. We have to speak about discipline. But the thing that's most worrying me is the reason why you want me to speak at this topic. Because most of parents actually think that discipline, this is an ability that makes our life easier, that makes the system of the home just more easier, more comfortable. And this is a basic mistake. We have to understand that discipline is a tool that we actually have to grant our children for their own life. I mean discipline not coming to serve us as parents. Not at all. Discipline is not a tool to serve us. Discipline is a tool that we have to grant our children. Now, I know it sounds surprised, but we should extend this issue so we understand it well. If we try to find the differences between people who knows to manage their life, to those people that always fails, always getting down, they don't know how to manage their life, how to manage their financial money, how to manage their day. You know, most of people fool with a lot of good decisions, but they don't succeed to implement it into the day-to-day life. Now, if we're searching for the differences between those guys, what actually makes you successful in your life? What actually makes you succeed in your life? And what actually makes you fail and be frustrating in your life? I think it's all up to one mental power, and I'm talking about the ability to make a decision and implement them in the real life. I mean, we all fool with good decision, but how we implement it into our life. If you're standing against your library and you see all those books that you decided to learn from the beginning page till the last page. And you open that, you can see two or three first pages are dirty because of your using. But all the rest of them knew just like you bought them. You know why? We all know the two or three first pages in every book in our library. 
We always had a decision, but we always despaired of them. We couldn't be consistent with them. And then, the second process of it, when you fail again and again, you had a good decision and you started and you failed one more time and one more time again and again, finally, finally you feel exhausted. When you're exhausting, you actually choose to giving up for all your good decisions. When you get into 30 years old or 40 years old, you're totally desperate. Why? Because you have an experience that you always fail when you start to do something good. That's the mental power which makes us succeed in our life or total opposite, total failure. And unfortunately, this mental power developing actually in the childhood. And you can follow those people who manage their life very well. Ask them, what kind of home, what kind of atmosphere in your home you have been when you was a little child? 90% should tell you our parents disciplined us. And why? When we say something to our child, even a simple thing, please get your clothes and hang them. I don't want to see them on floor. When you getting use your child to follow your orders, your gain is not that he is not just that he followed your orders. Because as long as you say words, as long as you say commands in your home, and your child getting used to follow them, he actually creates a world perception. He actually, during the years, all over his childhood, he always developing word perception. There is an authority. I cannot do whatever I want. I cannot be lazy. I cannot be careless. I cannot do whatever my body wants to do. Because there is authority, and the authority is committing me. I can do whatever I want. The gain of discipline is all over the years. During the time, day by day, your child's developing world perception that a word has its value. A word is something that committing me. Now, that's the word he knows. He doesn't know any other world. Then when he's growing up, and he tells to himself some words, I mean decision. 
I have to stop eating junk food. For the example, I know this is a very popular example. I'm stopped to get a restaurant. When he said it, he know I said a word, word has its value. It's not merely talks. Because that's what he saw by his parents. All over the years of his childhood, that's the word he knew. So now he implement easy. He doesn't have to fight with himself. He doesn't have to face with this issue. He make a decision and that's it. But when we actually not discipline our children and we always talking, we always say commands, we always we always saying uh, words, saying demands, but children don't following that. Actually, we get them used in our hands to be undisciplined. Because as much as you say demands, and your child getting used to the fact that he can say no, or he can ignore, or he can ignore you, then he is developing every day the total opposite of of discipline. So you understand it? As much as we say demands in our home and our children's don't follow them, we actually getting them used to not be disciplined. That's why the secret of discipline do not say many demands. People think if I should threaten him, if I should scream at him, maybe I will shake, shake him. Then he finally understands that he has to do that. And this is the big whole lie. As much as you're yelling at him, you're getting him, he, him used to the fact that a word is not committing, just screaming, or maybe just a yell. Or maybe even just if you hit him and it doesn't work. And as much as we active more power on our children, we make them more and more undisciplined. The secret of discipline did not say a lot of no. Do not say a lot of demands. Then we gain twice. First gain is your child, it will be easier for him to follow your orders because you don't have so many orders. So it'd be easier for him to follow your orders. Second gain is it will be easier for us to be consistent, to insist with him until he's doing what we asked him to do, 
we say many, many orders a day. We don't even remember what is the last order we just said five minutes ago. We don't really remember that. So what is the chance we should raise disciplined children? And believe me, most of issues of discipline, it's not by homes that let the child do whatever he wants or parents which spoil their children. Not at all. We actually find the lack of discipline precisely in homes that actually there are many, many demands in the air all the time. Parents always yelling, always screaming on children. They think they express so many powers, so many threats, and nothing has helped them. So they're getting to the strange conclusion, my child is undisciplined. My child cannot accept discipline. And they don't understand that they weigh in their hands, by their hands, they're raising undisciplined children. i give you an example. Let's say that you're sitting in a lecture in a very big uh, hall, and there is an air condition works. And you're listening to the lecturer. Now, between his sentence, he make a break. And in the breaks, you convinced that there is a total silence. But let's say that suddenly the air conditioner shutting down. Then you notice that it was not totally silent. There was a sounds of the air conditioner, of the air condition. But now, when it's turned off, it's more silent. And if you put your fingers into your ears, you will see that it's more quiet. So what is the reason before the air condition um, shut it down, we didn't realize, we didn't notice of his sound. You know why? Because it's working all over the time. Your ear is getting used to the sounds of the air conditioner. And now it becomes to be part of the atmosphere. You don't even notice there is a sound here. So you think when when the lecturer make a break, there is a total silence, but it's not truth. It's not silent. I was in a store in New York. It's called Amazing Savings. I don't know how much saving you got there, but I've been there. And there is background music all over the store. In the beginning, when you reach in, you notice that music. But after a while, 
you don't even notice there is a music. You're staring the price tickets, right? Where's the music going? But if suddenly the music gets off, now you notice there was a music here. But without it, if it goes on, you don't even notice there is a music around. Because it becomes to be part of the atmosphere of the store. The same thing in our home. When mommy says, always demands in home, always, do that, don't do that, do that. Your children, dear mother, getting used that the atmosphere of the house, part of the atmosphere of the house is your voice. It's always surrounding. This is our home. That's it. So they're getting used to this fact. We call it that making world updating. Your child updating his world, his perception, then he knows this is the atmosphere in our home. Always mommy is yelling. That's it. Now he stopped hear you. He barely hear you because you just like the music of of amazing saving. Now you understand why? And as much as you add more screams and more yells, you keep this atmosphere in your house. So what is the chance your child will notice that you ask for something? Now let's go back to my favorite example of amazing saving. Let's say suddenly someone in the room control pushed the button of the volume and he makes it on maximum. Then all people staring up and says, hey, what's that? Now they notice the music still exists. Let's go back to your home. When mommy says something, nobody cares. But when mommy starts screaming, so many times I told you to not do that. Oh, all kids around just staring up. What happened to mommy? Now they notice mommy is speaking. <laughs> but when the screaming over, they're listening also over. And parents very wondering, what's happening here? When I speak nicely, nobody is care. Nobody cares. Just when I yell at you, then you're listening to me. <laughs> then I notice that you speak. What do you want from me? You get me used to the atmosphere of the man in the house. You're always speaking. What do you want from me? You just like the music in Amazing Savings. Now, till now, we explain what did not do. 
but what actually we have to do. That's Bezat Hashem. We shall tell you um, after a small musical break. But first of all, let me to remind you our phone numbers. If you want to send us your text, you can do it via 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. And if you want to be with us on air, you can reach us at 718-683-5858. I repeat, 718-683-5858. We are going to a small musical break, and then we should get back to you to tell you what we actually have to do for Fix It Up. Vakasha.
decisions. What more? As I said, self-confidence. Self-confidence of our children in these days is very, very lack. I mean, there is lack in self-confidence in a lot of people in public. And you can see many, many adults with the great skills, with a great brain, by this, but their self-confidence so low that they don't even dare to try succeed in their life. Why? Why it's so important? And what it has to do with discipline? Well, the listener, discipline actually demonstrates in front of the child an atmosphere of faith. Each one of us knows that it's uncomfortable to live in a world that might be trembling every minute. Each one of us should not build his house on unstable ground. Why? What is your problem? Meanwhile, it's standing where very well. So what is your point? My point is, even if nothing happens, I don't feel comfortable. I feel instability when I live in a house that may collapse down in any minute. The house, I mean the parents of a child, it's actually his life frame. This is his frame. He feels safe when he exists by, by his parents. Since he born till 11 years old, 12 years old, it's most of the age that it's very, very, very dominant, dominantial in his life. The parents... As we said many, many times, the child doesn't see himself an individual personality. He just sees himself like a part of a group which call family, which call parents. And if his parents expressing all time, all the time instability, he feels that his ground is always trembling. His life is not safe. But if parents, if daddy know how to say no, and when he said no very calmly, he stay calm, and he consistent his word. Even if it's uncomfortable for the child right now, but actually over the years, he developing word perception that I'm living in a safe world. There are images, they just protecting me. 
I cannot do whatever I want. I cannot scream. I cannot go to the bed whenever I want. I'm not the one who makes the decisions in this home. It's uncomfortable, I agree. But just for now, during the time, he's developing very calmness and relaxable, and he starts to be calm personality. And it's make a direct influence for his behavior in school. When you see a child always rampant, always wild, and you ask why, he has no any lack. He has everything he wants. And their parents buy him whatever he just wants. And they're wondering. I give you all stuff you need, even if even something you don't need. I give you everything. I, have a, I, I give you good, clo- good clothes, good food, good stuff. What is your problem? Why you don't know how to behave in your class? Yeah, you gave him all, but you didn't give him the things he really needs. He needs a feeling that he's growing up in a safe place, in a safe world. And the only images can made it are parents. Only parents can demonstrate in front of the child to put him in a world that he feels safe. When you express firmness, when you express stability, then your child becomes to be calm. He knows the rule is not are not by my hands. I'm not the leader of this home. It makes him calm because the responsibility is not on his shoulder. Because if it would, it is makes him nervous because he is a little one. He doesn't have all the mental skills, the mental powers to carry on all, all his life on his shoulder. So he needs his parents to take the responsibility of the house. He needs someone to protect him. And the someone we call parents. Parents has to be, have to be there for him. But when parents say, I tell you right now, put on your pajama. And he doesn't do it. And you're skipping. You pass. You pass over. So he internalized in his perception, not by his logical thought, just by his feelings, he started to internalize the fact my parents are not stability. My parents are not stable enough. They are not strong. It's getting him scared. 
then he started to dream scary dream nights. He started developing nightmares. And parents don't know why. What is his problem? He have everything. You heard about scares from darkness. You know in a lot of cases this is a circumstance of this issue. Discipline has many, many, many impacts of the mental powers of our child. And we do not aware of that. We don't even notice. We just going with the life, flow with the day. But what about your children? They don't even know how to express his difficulties. He cannot even complain because he doesn't know any other way. He thinks this is the default. That's the way the life looks like. He doesn't know that there is another way. He cannot even imagine to himself. So what do you want from him? Even ADHD, which people so like in this generation. ADHD, developed by this issue in a lot of cases. Developed just because of the lack of the ability of parents to make discipline. It's very dangerous. And the third point is the Yerachamayim, the fear from Hashem. We know that Yerachamayim is a tool can stop a person, can avoid him from doing bad things. We know most of things only Yerachamayim can stop. The question about what you're actually doing when you close your door, door behind you is dependent on Yerachamayim. You can show yourself outside very, very from, but what actually is going inside your heart, nobody knows besides Hashem. And basically, this is a matter of Yerachamayim. Yerachamayim also influenced by this issue of discipline in childhood. Because in one word, if we want to define Yerachamayim, we say the, the internalization that there is an authority on this world. The world is not healthcare. The world, the world has ruler, and he put down the rule, and you have to follow it, even if you don't see him, if even if you don't sound him. A child who grown up in an atmosphere of following the demands 
over his first years of the life, then the world he knows is a world with rules. Rules are committing him. That's the world he knows. Then when he grown up and he's out of his parents' control, he don't even image to himself there is a world with not, with not authority. So he knows the authority of the world is not his parents, but it's Hashem. So he opened the book and follow his orders because he doesn't know what it is a world without rules. He, 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 he doesn't even think about it. It cannot be. Because all over his childhood, he used to follow orders. So he knows there is a rule. There are rules for this world. So he just ex- exchanged the authority from his parents to Hashem. But the principles stay the same principle. Look how many issues of the life depend on discipline. Now, as I promised, what we have to do, we have to explain it. Well, first of all, let's go back to the example of amazing savings music. If we want people to realize that actually there is music around here, but they already got used to the music, so they don't even notice. First of all, push the button off. Turn off the music. First of all, not for one moment, not for one hour, not for one day, at least for two weeks. So people getting used to quiet. Then when you turn on the music, People notice. So first of all, turn off the music. Dear mother, dear father, turn off your voice at the house. I am apologize of the style I'm talking. But this is the very fact. This is it. Turn off your voice. Let your children getting used to the quiet. The basic of discipline, first of all, is the ability to keep quiet. The ability of parents, I'm talking. I take all the responsibility on my narrow shoulders. Don't tell to your child any comment for two weeks. Anything. First of all, let him get used to another atmosphere. Atmosphere of silence. After two weeks of silence, then you can start talking. But don't put on all the music. Just put in 
for one minute and shut it down for two hours. Then turn it on for two minutes and then shut it down for four hours. I mean, don't let your children getting used to your noise, to your sounds. I always recommend parents, when the house is quiet and your angels already sleep, and the house is fixed, and there is no mess, I don't know if there is such a reality, but let's say for the example, then you have to sit with your husband with a paper and a pen. Pencil, also good. And decide together what three rules we have and we want to implement in our home. What is the most important Three issues, three demands that we are not giving up on them, but only three. Make a list. A, I want him to do homework. B, I want him to hang his pajama. Third, I want him to not jump on the couch with his shoes. It's very sadly that's the point most of people cares about. What about his spiritual life? What about his Birkat Amazon? His Kriyachmalamita? His Tefillah? He doesn't bothering us because he doesn't bothering us personally. But let's say that you made this list. From right now, after two weeks of silence, right now, from right now, you have to demand only those three points you wrote to yourself. But when you demanded him, you have to stay consistent and make sure he's going to do that. In the beginning, your child already got used that you say something, but it's not commanding him. But now we have a surprise. Mommy say, please, hang your pajama. Please, sit here and make your homework. And he say, yes, yes, mommy. And he keep playing with his toy car. Then you hold his hand. But the base condition, you have to stay calm inside your heart. And if you feel that it makes you nervous, take three demands that you don't really care deep down if he'll do it or not. So even if he say no, and even if he doesn't follow your orders, it will not make you nervous. Now you tell him, please sit here, make your homework. And he keep playing. Hold his hand, stay calm. Hold his hand strongly and tell him, 
mommy waits until you make your homework. I'm not going to give up. And if he doesn't care about that, stay with him, even if it takes hour, even if it takes two hours. Look at your watch, and you have to make sure before you say your demand that you have right now two hours for that. You have no phone calls. You have no any around to do outside. You know that you have all the powers to be consistent till he follow your order. In the beginning, he says to himself, something wrong with my mother. I don't know what's happened to her. But over the time, he will get used that you really changed. When you say something, you really mean it. There is no any other way. There is no way to ex- escape your demands. Now, if you choose only three things, it's easier to you to be consistent. It's easier for your child to internalize the fact that a word is something committing me. But there is a little secret you have to be careful. Do not tell your child. Don't tell him. I choose only three demands. That's what I want to ask you. Don't tell him. This is your own secret. This is your private secret. By him, he have to internalize. When mommy says something, I have to do. He doesn't notice that you choose only three things. He just thinks to himself, that's the, that's the thing that's just raised up that you want him to do. He should not be aware about the fact that you ask only for three things. Remember that point. Then over the, over, over the time, he's getting used to the fact, mommy says, I'm doing. Daddy says, I'm doing. I follow their orders. Then he started to develop a world perception, which there is an authority, there are rules, and rules commanding me. The word is not healthcare. Then he started growing up in the right way. Dear listeners, your your text messages you can send us. You can keep send us. Three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. This is the phone number for your text. Three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. If you want to ask a question on the air, you can reach us at seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. This is a live broadcast. Today is um, June twenty five, two thousand fourteen. Now we're going to a small musical break, and Be'ezat uh, Hashem, we shall get back to you with your questions, with your comments, and with you, dear listeners, stay with us. Be'vakasha.
in der Freiheit erzieht, davenen mit abrennen. Sie sind reben den Kufe zu schreien, öfter erkennen. Jedes Wort such ich fort, mit Kavunen, mit Gefühl, ob belang noch manchmal in Essere, es wird noch als der ganze Schiel. Ich betracht, Sampunem lacht, der Schischiwe gut langer zieht, Mistam schwebt der Zeier heuch, in die Himmeln Vater flieht. Ich kläre an, smittig sein, größe Scheimes heuch und erschien. Muss es fehlt mir noch in Kavunes, bet ich Rebbe lehrend mich. Oi Manta, ihr liebe Kind, du lebst in Natur. Ich trage nur den buschenden Tatsch, an jedem Bruch ist eine ganze Welt. Wenn ich komme, überzieht es im Bruch, finde ich heute es. Sog ich heute, mein Herz wird aufgestellt. Wie soll ich euch danken, genieg, auf alle Kassuden? Geht's er tit in tit mit mir, hei jeden Tag noch in noch. Auch sein Kitschel heißet, sein größer göttliche Fudem. Auf jeden Utem such ich meine Nacht in Macht mit, es ist aber alles geht. Es liegt noch zu dem in jedem Seite. In der Fülle, wenn sie geht ins Schwelle, auch bei Zahn, ihr Kraft und Lied. Kolschicken darf man sehen, wenn das Leben geht hier geschieden. Sie bedanken dem lieben Taten von tiefen Herzen. Leute, Lieber Futter, ja, die Gäste ins Haschbuess. Jede Jede ist ab und juchet, jede Kind ist eine ganze Welt. Mit Leuben dankt sie dir, die Keile heute du es. So geh ich heute, mein Herz wird umgestellt. Weil die Eibichusur Scheibach für alle Chassuden. Wie viel geht's, die Tist, den Tist mit mir, an jedem Tag noch in Ort. Auf den Kitschel Chesed, den größer göttlichen Fuden. Auf jedem Uten, so geh ich heute immer nach Nilon.
מאזינים לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. I wanted to ask two questions, if I may. Go ahead. 
Okay, so question number one, uh, when you're speaking about, um, we spoke about discipline that you just mentioned, that in the beginning to stay with a child even for two hours to get him used to that when a parent says something, you really mean it. If during that time, let's say the child um, disturbs or is on a bicycle and he goes back to the bicycle, would you consider it, of course, in a calm way, nicely explaining the child, like removing the bicycle and telling him nicely, now is the time to do homework, and as soon as you finish, you'll be able to play? That's the first question. The second question is, you mentioned in the beginning that we are really in Shvil Hazahav between punishment and reward. Um, on the other hand, we know that we have to copy the way Hashem uh, deals, and we know that usually when Hashem gives a command, He doesn't only say, you do it because I say so, but He's also saying, if you're going to keep, then you good will be, and if not, then there will be consequences. So if you could explain those two points, I would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's very, very um, important points that you mentioned uh, over your two questions. The first one, you asked about, uh, you gave an example about uh, he came with, a, with his uh, bicycle, and what is the worst way to speak with him nicely? Please put it out, and I want you to make your homework. You know, I heard uh, even few uh, advisors that recommending parents to ask nicely from the children. Uh, let's say that you want him to fix his mask in his, in his uh, room, and you ask, please, could you help mommy uh, fix up the room? Well, it's a great mistake, and I'll tell you why. Because actually... Um, we don't uh, ask him nicely. We're just begging him. And he uh, recognizes the weakness of us as parents. And parents choose that way because of their weakness. They don't trust their abilities, their firmness, their, you know, their authority. And then they feel maybe if should I ask him nicely, he will be very prepared to do that. And it's not the way. We have to trust ourselves and tell him in a tone of command. I mean, you don't have to be evil with him. You don't have to yell at him. If you yell at him, it's standing in contrast um, to, the, to the discipline. Discipline means firmness, not aggression. I mean, I told you to do, and you have to do. And I'm emphasizing, we have to say the demands, those three demands, in a tone of command. I mean to express in the air. You don't have any other option. To ask them to do something nice, it actually makes them feel that the choice is by their hand. And this is standing in constant uh, to the discipline. All the idea of discipline is to express you are in our hands. And it makes the influence about his self-confidence because he feels that he is growing up in a safe place. He doesn't make the choice of his life. 
because there is a systems method that says you have to give him his own life. He has to feel that he has to make his decision. And this is a big lie. And it's proved himself, itself that it was very, very big one nonsense to tell him, I want you to make your decision. It's not right for a childhood. I mean, since he born till 11, 12, you have to make the decision of the house. I emphasize the house. I mean, if he wants to eat something and you don't care about it, you can give him, don't tell him, no, I forced you to eat this uh, sandwich or something like this. Don't insist about things that's not important. But the environment, the atmosphere of the house must be the parents are the only one who gives the orders here. They are the balabait on this house. And these I have to be definitely. Uh, I meant to say that the mother takes away the bicycle, but she stays it away in authority, but explaining nicely it's not out of riches, but it's because now it's time to do homework, and then you'll get it back. You can do that, but not by explanation. I mean, you can take the bicycle and say, now it's homework time. That's it. Not explain him. I give you to. I let you to ride on this uh, bicycle after you made your dudes, after you made your homework. This is the way we have want to manage the house. Don't expand. I mean, tell him the rule. Right now, I'm taking it until you finish your homework. Why? Because that's it. Don't get used to explain yourself in front of your child. It's destroying the discipline environment because discipline is not something that you can point it out right now. Discipline is a matter of atmosphere developing during the years. It's a work of years. This is a very long process. And don't be bothering by, oh, my child doesn't do what I tell him right now. It's not a matter of right now and right here. This is a matter of world perception. What will be his world perception? And it takes time. It takes years. And it's okay. This is part of a process. I mean, to, you have to choose uh, as last as you can. Demands. But when you say something, say it in demands tone. And that's it. And in the other hand, when you promise them uh, to go to a trip, or something like this, or you promised him a uh, reward for a special uh, something that he did, it's okay. But also be consistent. When you said, today we're going on a trip, you have to follow your words. It, it, it also works in the other hand. You may understand? When you tell them something they good for them, they want it, stay consistent. When mommy says something, she really means it. Thank you. Really this is a matter it. of atmosphere. I cannot, uh, you know, attend to each case and case. The atmosphere in the house has to be parents put down the rules here in a tone command. But the, the, the general environment has to be nicely, has to be kindly. It's very good. But when it's reached to the demands, I say that. I can say it by a smile. 
don't uh, not smile by smile of evil, but you can say, no, right now this is a time for homework. You can stay calm, stay smile, and that's it. Your child understand that's what he have to do. There is no any other way. This this is the answer for your first question. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now, uh, your second question. You actually compare the education, the system between parents to their children, to the system between us and Hashem. When Hashem says something, He offers rewards, Sakhar, Olamaba, and He also warning us from the punishment, from the Gehenom. Well, first of all, we have to remember that um, the relationship between us and our children, it's mostly similar to the system of Hashem, but it's not complete, completely the same. I mean, when Hashem wrote the Torah, He says, this is the reality I made, I created. He just tells us what is the rules we have to keep and what is happening if we keep them and what is happening if we don't keep them. He just give us an information. That's the way I made this world. Now, I demand you to follow my orders, not because of rewards and not because of the punishment. Rewards and punishments, I just inform you. I want you to know that's the way I made the world. Let's say, for the example, that someone tells to Hashem, you know what? I want to live in this world like an animal. I want to do whatever I want. But after I'm passing away, just kill me. Don't give me olamaba. I just want to be like a cow. You cannot tell that to Hashem. Because Hashem don't give you an offer. Please, I want you to, to follow my orders. He tells you, dear friend, this is the fact. This is the fact of the creation. If you keep my rules, you have Olamaba. If you don't keep my rules, you have Onashim, you have punishment. But that's it. When I demand you, it's only because of the discipline. It's only because I said it. And what all the Musar books, when we're talking about Lishma, to do something, Lashem Shamaim, it means I have to know and to think now I'm doing what Hashem said just because He said it. Not because I want Olamaba, and not because I'm scaring from His punishments. Not at all. Lashem Shamaim, it means I do that just because Hashem demanded me. So even our relationship between us and Hashem, it's actually based on this point. Hashem demands us, we have to do that because, we, because He said, that's it. But he informs us that if we shall keep his rules, so we're getting olamaba. If someone says, you know what, I want to serve you, I will make all the mitzvot, but I don't want olamaba. He cannot. Because that's the way I created the world. When you do something good, you have a sachar. When you do something bad, you have an onish. Even if you want, and even if you're giving up your olamaba, you cannot do that. That's the way I created the world. But the cause, 
that you have to follow my orders just because of I, the Lord of the world, and I said it. That's it. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate your phone call also. Thank you very, very much. Okay. All the best. Well, uh, the listeners, now we have a few minutes for your questions by text. I, uh, let me to remind you of phone number for your text, 347-927-8398. And if you want to call us and you want to be on air with us, you can reach us at 718-683-5858. Hi, Rabbi. When you say that the child that is not spoiled is less disciplined, doesn't that mean it's okay to spoil our children in our days and ask for a few demands, then he will listen? Well, um, what, I think that we firstly have to explain what is spoiling, how we can spoil a child. I guess that most of parents just wondering, what are you talking about? To spoil a child is very easy. Look how all the world do it. No, I mean, you can, the question of spoiling, uh, it's not depend of how many things I buy to my child or how many things or how many gifts and presents I give him. Spoiling a child is meant to giving up on demands. Giving up or to avoid from demanding him to do something. That's what we call spoiling. I mean, part of it, when you always buy him things, you express him that actually you don't have to, you can behave whatever you want. You can do whatever you want and I still buy you things. It's not going like this. You can give your child a lot of gifts, a lot of presents, without spoiling him. You know how? I'll tell you. Let's say that your child asks you to buy him a candy. You are going in a shopping store, and he saw a snack, and he wants you to buy it. And he say, Mommy, can I take it? Now, if you say, okay, take it, you spoil him. Because he's getting used that you owe him something. And he doesn't learn to appreciate your gifts. Over the years, he's getting used to the fact that my parents owe to me. And then when you suddenly decided to say no of something, he started to yell, you don't like me, I don't want to live in this house, you're not my parents. Hey, 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 did you forget all stuff we bought you, we gave you? No, you don't like me. Because by his perspective, we owe him something. And this is consequences of the our habit to give them okay you can take you can take you can take 
But, but let's go back to the example. He says, Mommy, can I take this snack? Just staring at him. And pretend your face that you are thinking about it. Close your eyes and think about it. You know what? Okay, you can take it. Now, you notice what, what I did just now? When I think about it, I remind him that it's not obvious that I'm going to let you take it. I have to think about it. Now, I demonstrate my abilities to say no. And I make him feel that there is an, uh, another option that I refuse to give you that. But now when I say yes, I say it because I decided to say yes, not because of your asking. You understand? They ask for something. From time to time, you have to say no. Because you have to make him feel that you can say no, and you stay calm, and he can yell how much he wants. It gives him nothing. But even if you say yes, you have to think about it for a while, and then you say, mm, okay, you can take it. Mommy, can you give me one dollar? Uh, let me think. You know what? Okay, I'll give you. This, enough. I mean, if you want, you always have to take care about it, that you demonstrate in front of him, I don't owe you anything. And you can give him whatever you want, and you would not spoil him. To spoil him is to make him feel that I owe him, and it's very easy. Okay, take it, take it, take it. And it's not construct the discipline attitude. Because discipline attitude say, I have a few demands, and you have to follow it. And it's nothing, it, it has nothing to do with spoiling. I can give you a lot of things, but I always make sure that you remember that I can say no. And as I said, from time to time, you have to say no. And even if he's getting crazy, don't be impressed. So what? If you should cry and you're yelling, next time I will not give you all either. But the basic condition, you have to stay calm. As a parent, you have to stay calm don't get nervous because uh, because of his uh, demands. Well, the listeners, we're going to a small musical break, and then we should get back to you with my private phone numbers. And Bezat uh, Hashem, we should finish this uh, radio show. So stay with us. Uh, after that song, I will give you my phone number so you can be in contact. Bezakasha. Rakou, Mia, 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 Mia
עם הרב אברהם ברזילי Hello, the listeners. We're here back. Um, 
my phone number for those who want to talk with me privately. You can reach me every night between the hours of 10 p.m. up to 12 midnight Israel time. My phone number is 917-8094944. I repeat, you can reach me every night between 10 p.m. up to midnight. 917-8094944. Also, you can call me every Wednesday. Right after this radio show, I will be available for 30 minutes. I really want to thank you and to express my appreciation for you, dear listeners, for your sending your questions. I'm really thankful. And thank you to Aaron Jacob for... Uh, operating the website and actually uh, bring my voice to your ears. Thank you for Anissim Lazari. Thank you all their listeners. Keep listening to J-Rich Radio. Shavuot Tov. Nathan.